Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go to the minds of people living in New York City. Since I'm a native who was born and raised in a city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's dive into these confessions of people I know and people I just met. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of the City Confessions. Today, we are joined by Jessica Morabel. She is a New York City-based travel writer and content creator, passionate about travel, lifestyle, inclusivity, and entrepreneurship. And she is a natural hair educator. She is also just stunning. So I'm going to leave her information. Make sure you follow her so you can have an idea of who is speaking today. So hi, Jessica. Welcome. Hi, Marianne. Thank you so much for your kind introduction and your kind words. It's such a pleasure to be on your podcast and finally get to speak with you because we've been following each other for a good minute now. And so it's <laughs> great to, to connect and, and chat. Absolutely. And I was telling you off air a little bit that, you know, with Instagram, especially considering how many people, you know, anybody follows, you don't see all their photos in their feed. So when you kind of popped up, I was like, wait, I know her. <laughs> and, oh. <laughs> but but I feel like we didn't, you know, get to know each other on that deeper level. And then when I started to dive more into your content, I was telling you how much we have in common. And you are a native, correct? I am, yes. That's amazing. I yeah. love hearing that. It's so weird, don't you think? Um, yes and no. Um, yes, because it, I I know so many people who were born, raised, and bred here in the city, mm -hmm. and they've left. They've mm -hmm. gone to live in other parts yep. of the world because they <laughs> want new experiences. And I'm just like, okay, well... I was born here. I was bred here. I've lived here my entire life. And maybe it's time for me to get up and, and go somewhere new, but I love it. It'll always be home. So it's great to, to come across other native New Yorkers like yourself. Yes. And I think what you said is really interesting and resonates with me because I know that you love travel and so do I. So I think the sentiment about possibly wanting to explore the world, but yet still claiming New York City as your home <laughs> is something that you and I both do. I mean, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's like the beauty of it, right? Yeah. To be able to like explore other places, but then also just be really proud of being from New York. So why don't we begin by having you introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what you do, and then elaborate a little more about your relationship with New York City. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a digital creator based out of this city, and I run a platform called travelingwithjessica.com, and you can find me across all socials with at travelingwithjessica. And I, what, my, what I like to do is share some of the best things to see and do in New York City, along with some really cool, unique experiences, and also the lifestyle element of that, which is sharing natural hair care tips just to inspire you uh, to create, explore, and ultimately 
really tap into your creativity um, and express yourself through through your curls or your natural hair. Um, but prior to that, I was in the corporate world and I had worked as, as a content strategist and marketer in the tech, finance, and publishing industries. So I actually didn't, didn't dive into content creation full-time until earlier this year. So I feel wow. like, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm still relatively new to the content creation space as traveling with Jessica because my past consists of creating brands from the ground up or helping rebrand uh, really big companies or create editorial content or market products to really big global audiences. And now I'm in a space where I have to brand myself um, and create content for myself and my brand. And so um, it's been really interesting and a really, really fun path for me. So that's a little bit about where I am, uh, where I am now. That's so interesting. I, I feel like actually, I would never have guessed that you somewhat just started this journey because your website is beautiful oh. I feel like honestly I was on it and I was like it's very organized you definitely have a lot of content and that's the whole point right especially when you're starting out you need to have something to promote <laughs> something yeah. to brand so I love that uh tell me about the journey though because I think a question that a lot of people ask especially if they have an interest to become a content creator is you know one how do I get started and then with the market being so saturated how can one or is it even possible for one to you know quote-unquote make it so I would love to know about your journey and how you've been able to you know just make this happen for yourself yeah absolutely so um Several years ago, right after uh, I graduated from university, I went to school in Long Island and I got my degree in journalism. I, since I believe like high school and university days, I right away knew that I wanted to be a writer. Um, I wanted to be a, a journalist. Well, I'm lying. Before that, I was really interested in medicine and I wanted to become either a cardiologist or a neurologist because I'm really fascinated oh, wow. between the link of the heart and the brain. But I, I didn't do that. So <laughs> I became a journalist instead. But before doing that, I started interning at different publications, whether it was at Condé Nast or at Hearst. And it really gave me a good idea of what it meant to be uh, a content creator at the time, although that ne wasn't necessarily what it was called. It was, you know, you're a writer or a publisher or a photo editor. Um, you would have all these different titles. But for me, I slowly worked my way up in the industry and was able to get a good handle of what it meant to create and maintain editorial calendars, style guides, you know, taxonomies, um, metadata frameworks, and also deal with content migration plans, which probably sounds a little bit technical now, but as a, as in starting off as an editorial intern and working my way up to an, you know, a writer, an editor, a content strategist, it gave me a good handle on what it meant to not only create content for these big brands and these publishers, but also what it meant to manage others, other employees, other freelancers, what it meant to maintain budgets and negotiate with agencies. And again, just assisting with the technical integration of content. So anyway, I took everything that I've learned throughout the past oh, seven to eight years and I 
you know, leaning into the pandemic, I was, um, I'll I'll fast forward a little bit. I was working in finance as a creative marketing manager, um, where I was leading these huge creative campaigns and, and working with agencies. And it was really exciting. But I got to a place where I said, you know what, I think it's time. I had been posting content on my IG page for a minute. I had always wanted to build my own website where I can pour in my passions, which is travel and also, you know, finding yourself and expressing yourself through your hair or whatever that may mean for you. And I thought that it would be a really good time for me to you know, earlier this year, resigned from my role and give my all to traveling with Jessica. But it was not easy. I will say that it was not easy. And I say that because, you know, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. So I couldn't say uh, to my family, hey, I need a little bit of money so I can start my blog. No, I actually had to save up for quite a bit, um, at, at least six months worth of savings so that I can comfortably resign from my role and take on my passion full time. Of course, while building relationships with brands and with agencies and trying to get out there and vi- do these virtual events, right? Because in the midst of the pandemic, n- none of us were really going out. So anyway, I've just been able to leverage all of my professional corporate experience and completely pour that into uh, traveling with Jessica. But that that didn't come with, you know, um, I'm not saying that it it was easy. It was, you know, I really had to save and learn. And it's still a learning opportunity. I mean, every day I am learning from other creators, even, you know, even from you, um, from your podcast, the people you talk to, the people we speak to on, on a day to day. So still, you know, still building out that brand story, but to get to your second point, there's absolutely space for everyone. I know that we tend to say this space is so saturated. Yes, it is. But we're all uniquely, you know, you are uniquely you and people follow you for you because you have your own voice, um, your own brand um, and how you speak and what you look like may make you unique. And so I, I like to say that to others because there's no one like you out there and there will never be anyone like you. So is the market saturated? Yes. But is there space? Absolutely. There's space for all of us to win. To win. What I would say is that, you know, if you're coming into this space of becoming a content creator, just make sure you're current and knowledgeable of all the facets of your industry and your niche. If you have one, you know, stay current and understand your audience, you know, speak to them directly because there's a reason that they're following you. So that yeah, that's a tidbit. Yes, no, I love it. I second everything you said. I honestly feel like we shared a similar experience and mindset. So for me, I actually, I mean, I quit my job maybe like four years ago to pursue this full time, but it wasn't like a rash decision. Like I definitely had to sit down and be strategic and you bring up a really good point. You have to be financially stable. Like it's not one of those things where, you know, I think a lot of people look at our jobs and think it's glamorous and don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong. I'm so grateful for the opportunities that I've received through social media, but it's, it's a lot of work that goes behind it. I mean, behind the scenes, but also prepping to really take that leap to do it full time. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, admirable that you were able to go for it but also put 
a plan <laughs> because <laughs> having a plan is very important. So yeah, that's amazing. I would love to hear about your passion for sharing natural hair care tips. Was that something that you always knew you wanted to incorporate with your blog and brand? Yes, I am so passionate about natural hair care and curly hair and finding your self-expression or through through that. Um, what's interesting is that earlier in my career and throughout university, I would actually chemically straighten my hair just to fit in with my with my friends at the time and then my colleagues at work. Um, and I was shying away from embracing my curls, which is a beautiful thing. So I've actually in recent years uh, taken the time to sit with myself and learn about curly hair care and the inclusivity in the hair care industry. And bring awareness to that subject and you know the fact that there should be more diverse beauty products um there should be more diverse models and so i after accepting you know myself and my hair and my kinks and my coils i just wanted to allow that to shine through on my platform and take everything that i've learned and that i am continuously learning just to educate other women and hopefully help them you know better love themselves and the hair and again going back to how that makes you or that makes them uniquely them um i do feel like there are uh, ethnic women and men in this industry that may or may not feel underrepresented. underrepresented. Um, and I, I know what that feels like because it can create this feeling of isolation because historically, looking back, the media hasn't always portrayed natural hair in the best light with, with some, some top model shows, as you probably know. Mm -hmm. um, I often taken ethnically diverse um, models and maybe whitewashing their hair, whether they're making it blonde or doing a keratin or permanently trying to make it straight or maybe let's say even shaving it off uh, entirely. So I, I want to be able to use my platform to address um, this issue directly, coming directly from someone who has experienced this in the past. So what what I think is that with my platform, as far as the natural hair care piece, I am really pushing for more diverse advertising um, in all aspects of, of hair care, um, in all product campaigns, because what I hope that I can leave women with is that, you know, no, actually no woman or man should feel like they need to change their natural hair in order to fit in with anyone or anything or any popular hairstyle hairstyle that's in right now. Um, because you're beautiful just just the way you are. And oh my gosh, I feel like I sound like who is it that sings it? <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. I feel like I sound like beautiful. Like you should feel beautiful and confident in your own skin and your own hair type. So while natural hair care wasn't always embedded in my platform, I, in recent years, especially as I was leaning into becoming a content creator full-time, I wanted to show up more authentically as myself online. And I would be lying to you if, I would be lying to everyone if I wasn't showing up as traveling with Jessica, the girl with this big curly afro. I think that's a beautiful thing though. I think you touch upon a lot of great points and 
with social media nowadays, I feel like authenticity is everything and people can see right through it. And if you just own the certain elements and, you know, attributes that make you you, that's what I don't want to say you're known for, right? But people will know that, oh, Jessica's really passionate about natural hair. That is something that makes you unique and it's part of your brand. I think there is nothing wrong with that. I think it's like a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I'm I'm just like honestly loving the fact that you're honing in on that. And I think everybody else should, you know? Yeah. So tell me about uh, your journey, I guess, with brand partners. Have you had one campaign that really stands out to you that you would love to talk about? You know, I've had the opportunity to work with um, a few brands now, whether they're niche or or large. And um, every day, it's again a learning a learning opportunity and a learning experience for me. But I recently worked on a uh, on a on a campaign with the Environmental um, Defense Fund. And what was really exciting about that campaign is that they tapped over to myself and other uh, diverse and ethnic creators where we raise awareness and call for greater inclusivity um, and diversity when it comes to safer beauty products. So I was really excited to uh, partner with them to help push for this broader public advocacy. So uh, that campaign, again, focused on talking about um, not only learning about some of the studies that they've done. But also sharing um, the information regarding the disproportionate exposure to toxic chemicals that women of color face when it comes to beauty products. Um, And so although the beauty industry is making strides when it comes to quote unquote clean beauty products, this campaign focused on, again, just raising awareness of, of some of the consequences that a woman of color some of the health consequences that women of color face because of the uh, ingredients that are, are in some of the products that are advertised um, to them specifically versus uh, white women. So that was a really exciting campaign for me to to work on because I was able to not only learn about the difference that we can all make regardless of who you are or where you come from, but again, um, I, I just hope that with this campaign, women feel women and men, excuse me, feel more empowered to make safer and uh, safer and cleaner beauty care purchasing decisions. So that was by far um, one of my favorite uh, campaigns that I've worked on so far this summer. Yeah, I love hearing that because it's like more than just a partnership, right? It's like there's a greater cause um, that you're promoting and it's all about that awareness factor. And I think it's really important to be selective with who you choose to partner with. I think a lot of people, especially when they're starting out, it's, of course, it's exciting to get anything, um, but it's always good to take a step back to also analyze, is this a good fit for for my brand? So in this current, yeah, in this current moment, um, I would love to know what keeps you up at night? Is there anything that is stressing you out in this specific moment? You know, that's a good question, first of all. <laughs> you really make me think here what keeps me up at night. I, you know, I've been taking time to really work on myself um, just throughout these past few months, um, which have been, and all throughout last year too, which were um, a little difficult for me, especially with the pandemic. I lost my grandparents to COVID. And so 
last year coming into this year has been really hard. And lately I've been, um, uh, I, I struggle a little bit with, um, high performing, I think if I'm not mistaken, high performing anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I had to say, if I tell you that it keeps me up at night, it, it doesn't really, but it's something that's always on my mind. I am constantly mm-hmm. just focusing on myself every day and trying to show up as a better person every single day. But that's something that truthfully holds me back a little bit um, because I can perform under really stressful environments. But I think that comes from my experience, my corporate experience and really being able to perform and have different, hold down different roles and different responsibilities when someone's out or when your team is short. And so as a creator, you know that we have so many responsibilities and so many titles that we don't often share. And so that's just something that I wouldn't say necessarily stresses me out. Um, it used to a lot, but it's just something that I am, that I'm working on. And so just trying to take the time to make space um, for my mental health every single day has has helped me. And of course, reading. So that's that's just something that would maybe keep me up at, at night. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I can relate. I'm definitely such an overthinker and I'm the type of person who just, my mind is always racing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and it's really important to, like you said, take care of your mental health. But there are moments when that's tough, you know? I mean, it's easier said than done to like mm-hmm. go and carve out time to meditate, to read, yeah. to really, you know, reset. But when you're in those moments, it's, I mean, I'm in one of those moments now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's it's high. Yeah. I'm sorry, high functioning anxiety. I, I see. I all I can think about is being a high performer. High performer. That mm-hmm. I, I call it high performing anxiety, but high functioning anxiety. So, um, you know, and not that I was diagnosed with this by a doctor. It's just you know, we tend to read, we tend to go to Dr. Google and I know we shouldn't, (laughs) but, um, it's just something that I, I sort of, I I'm trying to get through. Um, but yeah, I'm guilty of that as well. So in your mind, like I know everybody has a different perspective on success and like what that means. So for you, Jessica, like how would you define success? Oh, um, another great question. Uh, success means so many things. I mean, I want to take a minute to think about this one. What does success mean to you? I feel like you have so much skin in this game. Like you've been doing it for years now. You've been a full-time content creator for years now. Um, so what does it, what does it mean to you? Because I still, I, I feel like for me, I am still in the process of, building up my brand and just trying to raise awareness around my purpose and the value that I bring that my meaning of success, it almost changes. And I don't know if that's something that happens to you or that you feel you can relate to as a content creator. I love that you switched um, the roles just a little. It's I love it. Challenge me, girl. You know, it's funny because because I've been doing it for so long and I've been in the industry for 10 years, which is literally insane. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like what you said is true. Your definition of success changes because as you are evolving, it depends on, you know, what 
what phase you're in in your life, where your mental state is, the different levels that you have, at least for me, um, really tapped into, especially like the spiritual realm. That's just like, I'm really spiritual. I think my definition of success is no longer, you know, based on numbers or like brand partnerships and like campaigns and work, even though, again, I'm so grateful for everything that I've accomplished and the brands who have decided to work with me. Like that's not something I take for granted, but I think success is, it comes from like within. It's like that internal feeling of, you know, is your, am I, am I like full, right? Like there, it's kind of like tapping into your soul as like crazy as that sounds, but like you, your gut tells you where you're at in life and like it's more of a feeling for me now instead of these written out goals and of course I think goal setting is really really important I definitely do that monthly but I think nowadays it's more of like checking in with me as an individual and having that honest conversation and feeling like emotionally like do I feel grounded and mentally am I at peace like those are my definitions of like success. I love that. I love that so much. Um, and I agree with what you said in terms of how others may, um, in terms of what success may look like for others, because it might be in the number of assets that they possess or the amount of money that they're making. And I feel like as a content creator, even though, yeah, I have my corporate background, but starting earlier this year, my success if you, today lies in how successful I'm doing in my business and the fact that I'm able to take this leap and follow my dreams and, and my goals um, and do something for, for myself. Because if you were to ask Jessica several years ago what success looked like, it's, you know, I'm climbing the corporate ladder, I'm making more money. And that's great. And it was an incredible experience. But now I'm following my dreams and I'm doing something that I love. So that is success to me. But hey, it might be a little bit different next year when I'm a little bit more accomplished as a content creator. But for me, it's doing something that you love on a daily basis because there's no substitute for looking forward to getting up in the morning, the sun's hitting your face, and you're doing a job that you absolutely love. So, um, so that you know that's success, and I think just 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 feeling good and hitting your goals, but also allowing yourself to enjoy regular downtime because life is stressful for all of us, regardless of where you come from. But um, but yeah, just finding that downtime on a regular basis and, and, and yeah, that's it. I'll pause there. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I, I think you're on a, a really exciting journey because you're embarking on this path of one, building your brand, working for yourself. And because you've been so passionate about it, it's so exciting. I mean, I would imagine that it's very exciting to be able yeah. to like finally do that. So yeah, I'm really excited to just see what, you have what ha what is in store for you yeah. in the future <laughs> definitely I did want to say that you know if you were to ask me a few years ago what success looks like I could say to you hey it's helping brands 
you know, helping to build these brands from the, from the ground up um, and reaching their audiences. And now as a content creator, I am just so thrilled to help other people, um, you know, whether it's, it's discover new places, learn about new products, learn how to better express themselves through, 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 through creativity. And that is just, it's so exciting and it's so crazy how much of a different feeling it gives me when I'm doing that for myself and my audience versus a global brand that I don't own. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yes, I totally agree. It's one of those <laughs> things where you're like, wait, why am I, well, not like why as a, it's a bad thing, but if you feel in your gut that you have something else to offer and if it involves yourself as a brand and business, I think that's the best way to kind of live life and, you know, invest in yourself, build yourself yeah. up and all that. Right. So my podcast is called The City Confessions and I named it this not only because do I personally feel like it has a ring to it, but <laughs> I love sharing stories. I love getting to know people, but I also want to know, you know, deep down, like what are their just like things on their mind, you know, as I've asked you before, but I guess the confession part is, is however you receive it. And I would love to know if you can share a confession with all of us, Jessica, what would it be? But I do want to preface this and I say this every single time in all my episodes that there is no good or bad, right or wrong. It can be something that's really deep and dark if that's what calls to you or it can be something really light and funny. It can be like a fun fact. It can be about something that people don't really know about you or something that you are just like, actually, this is something that it's, you know, been on my mind. I would love to share it. So if you can share a confession, Jessica, what would that be? Oh, that's another, another good one. Oh man. I, oh, well, I need a minute on this one. No, it's fine. (laughs) Listen, every time I ask people this, sometimes they're like, I don't know. And of course, I know I kind of threw it at you. And that is one thing I knew I was going to ask you. But sometimes I feel like people come to rehearse. <laughs> so I just like let it be. And I'm like, okay, how do you see like what comes to your mind? You know what I mean? Like when I ask you that question, is there something that just like is like peeking through? <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, what came to mind was what I mentioned earlier about having um high functioning anxiety like Mm -hmm. as New Yorkers and I I don't love using like the using saying oh as New Yorkers right Mm -hmm. because we don't really say that Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but you know I feel like living in New York City and growing up here you you grow up with grit and determination and perseverance right and so with me specifically, I like to keep myself busy, but also I'm a little bit, actually, I'm very type A (laughs) and very in control. And so that equates to being a a little bit of a perfectionist. And so that's where my high functioning anxiety comes in. So what I would say is that you might see every New Yorker tell you that they're busy, 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 busy. But the truth is, is that there's something a little deeper happening. You know, I, I, I struggle with, with taking a little bit of 
of time off for myself. And I don't know if that's the case for you, but right after university, I jumped into my full-time job. I didn't take a gap year. I didn't do anything. I just worked, 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 you know, year after year after year. And so I feel like now as I'm older, it hasn't, I'm trying to create just more space for myself. And you know, a, a maybe like a secret, if, if that's what you're looking for, that I would have to say, it's that I am still in the process of trying to be more mindful about my time um, because it is it is a little bit difficult right now because I'm doing a, a multitude of jobs, whether it's like photographer, editor, copywriter, negotiator, marketer, and I don't really know what time off or downtime looks like right now. So it sort of goes back to like what success looks like. For me, it's if I can find that downtime or like learn how to create that space more frequently, um, then I would. I would love to, but that's a little bit of my confession is that right now that is my, my struggle is that I'm always trying to stay busy and in control. And I've even been considering getting a virtual, um, working with a virtual assistant just so that I can learn to give away a little bit of that control and break out of that, this headspace that I'm in where I, I need to be so busy. I'm, I'm, I'm a busy bee. I need to run around. I need meetings. And it's like, no, I really want to make this space for myself. So it's a little bit of a struggle that I'm going through right now. And I don't often and share that or show up in that sense, you know, on my IG or TikTok, but it's something that I am, that I'm working on. And, and maybe you could relate to that. Girl, listen, <laughs> when you talk about control, let me tell you, I'll be the first to admit and all my friends know I'm such a control freak. It's like, it's, it's detrimental to my health. Like I have learned to let go of control um, with my work and outsourcing. So I will be a supporter and advocate for uh, a VA. I do have one and it has made my life much easier. I think work-wise, it's going to be hard because it's your brand and it's your baby. And you sometimes feel like you, nobody's going to understand how to operate, you know, your brand better than you. But I think for me, the control is often like emotions. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm, <laughs> I have a hard time <laughs> detaching myself from certain things and certain feelings mm -hmm. and certain expectations. So that's just yeah. something that I'm dealing with. But no, I get it. It's hard. And I think the beauty of it in life is that know that things happen in seasons. There are, there are months where, I feel like I'm not doing anything, but I am, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I'm still taking care of myself. And I think that in itself is a task. So whether you're outpouring your work and energy to your blog and creating content, or you are more taking a step back and even like, you know, taking care of your home, <laughs> that's, that's mm -hmm. a task too that I think yeah. we, we forget. So I just look at it as seasons, you know, like there is going to be a time and phase for everything. And as long as you know you're progressing, whether that's professionally or personally, then that's all we can really do, right? Give ourselves grace right. and be patient and kind to ourselves. At least that's what I'm trying to do for yes, myself. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, I'm so, I'm so grateful for 
them all all of the meditation apps that I have on my phone <laughs> because yeah. they definitely they definitely come in they definitely come in handy so um for sure so yeah. <laughs> yeah okay so I want to take a moment now to just send you my gratitude and light for you know being on my podcast and for saying yes and not even questioning or hesitating I think it's a beautiful thing to just go with it and it was so lovely getting to know you. And again, I just love what you're doing with your brand. I feel like it's really clear what you're passionate about. And I think that's the thing that matters the most, right? When somebody is living their passion and like speaking their truth. So I'm leaving all of your information in the show notes. So everybody who's listening, be sure to go and check out Jessica and follow her. And with that being said, this is your time to plug away. I don't know if you're working on anything that you would like to share, but where can people find you? Aside from your links, don't don't even mention them because I'm going to write them down. <laughs> but are you working on anything? Do you have any you know, upcoming projects or anything you'd like to share? Yeah. You know, right now, because I um, started uh, earlier this year to focus on, you know, content creation full time, I've really been working on building up my website and uh, and my blog. So I would encourage everyone listening to go check that out. If you're looking for uh, some inspiration around uh, hair care, or uh, if you're looking to visit a new, if you're coming to New York City, first of all, um, or if you live in New York City and you haven't had a chance to fully immerse yourself into all of the greatness that this city offers you, feel free to check out my blog. I have some pretty cool uh, and unique um, things to do on there that you can that you can check out and um, for now you know just really in the process of continuing to build out my brand and serving um, my audience and, and new audiences that join um, every day so if you really want to expose yourself to creativity and new experiences and hopefully push yourself beyond the borders of what you probably may or may not know, feel free to check me out at travelingwithjessica.com. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing <laughs> all of that. Thank and you. I do have one more question. Yes. And that is, what is your superpower? My superpower is, mm, well, I'm going to think about that one. What Do you want to share your superpower first so I can, <laughs> while I think about my own superpower? <laughs> I think my superpower is just being like resilient. I think I've personally have been through a lot. I mean, I think we all do, right? But I'm the type that never allows that to stop myself from growing and just putting my, I, I constantly put myself out there. I'm like a little bit Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that is awesome. And I apologize if you hear okay. my puppy Zoe in the background. That's real life. <laughs> I was hoping that she wouldn't bark during our podcast, but it's it's it was bound to happen. My superpower would be, mm, you know, I am. Oh, why is it that every when it's time to talk about ourselves and what we're I good know. at? I Sometimes know. we hold back. I this don't know is if why you do the same thing. <laughs> no, but this is why I have included this question, and this is why I purposely have selected it to be the last question because not only is it interesting to see how people receive the question, but I my main mission is to like celebrate you. Like anybody who comes on, it's like 
yes, let's get to know who you are. Let's get to know your story, how you got here. But at the end of the day, like you're just like what you've been preaching throughout this whole episode about how unique you are and how special you are and all this self-love, it goes back to you. Like I want to pour it back to your cup. So that's why it's my chance to have you reflect on your own life and just how, you know, beautiful and awesome you are so it, it makes <laughs> people you. feel uncomfortable and I know that but that's why I do it <laughs> yeah yeah um you know no it, thank you again for for your kind words I think to me when I think about a superpower it's I am great at not only having grit and willpower but also celebrating others. Um, I'm such a big proponent for celebrating any milestone that you hit. You were able to run that 5k. Okay, go girl. Let's celebrate that. You were able to start your blog. Let's celebrate that. Mm. You got a puppy. Let's celebrate that. You, oh gosh, you got over our colds. You want to celebrate that? Let's do it. Oh my like, God, I love that so much. Um, I love that. Can I just so, tell you because... <laughs> Oh my God, I'm sorry. You just like brought me back. I don't know. I just had like a moment where it's like, it's true. We don't celebrate little things that happen to us. And like, why does it have to be like a big accomplishment? Everything that we do, as long as it's like a, it's like a step forward should be celebrated. So you just like gave me this wisely (laughs) of like anybody that's going through something. I'm like, no, let's celebrate you. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's for me personally, Sometimes I get so caught up in my day-to-day and my to-do list that I'm not celebrating my own small wins, right? Because Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but my to-do list is like, I have like 20 things on there that I'm trying to accomplish Mm -hmm. for the week. And sometimes I'll only get done, I'll only scratch off two things, but Mm -hmm. that's okay. With time, I'm learning that that is okay and that should be celebrated. But not only my own wins, but also my, the wins of of my friends and and my family. Um, And I really just love celebrating their success as it were my own, because it brings me just this huge surge of positivity and joy. And that ultimately can lead to, um, you know, more optimism. And it, you know, at the end of the day, that does correlate with our health. And so, I'm just trying to bring a little bit more of that into into my life, but continuously celebrating others' win uh, wins is is probably my 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 superpower, if you will. Mm. Oh, that's such a great way to end the podcast, <laughs> and that's like a beautiful reminder for everybody to celebrate your own wins, but also take the time and effort to celebrate the wins of your friends and family. And I think you know we should all take that moment to really appreciate and acknowledge where we're at in life and wherever you're at right now is where you're meant to be so that's what I love to say (laughs) exactly all right Jessica well thank you so much honestly this conversation has been so lovely so refreshing and I'm so happy that we were able to have this conversation and for everybody to be listening I'm leaving all of Jessica's information in the show notes so be sure to expand on that and follow her on her on Instagram and her blog and all her other channels. With that being said, I hope you all enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for next week's. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Bye.